Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your hosts, Dana and Shayna. Today, we have a special episode, just Dana and I just to chat about deconditioning and alignment and what it really looks like to listen to your body and use your awareness in a way that's helpful and not in a way that's holding you back, if that makes sense. And um, well, I guess it will make sense after we have this whole episode. Um, But yeah, we've been in this eclipse portal. We just had the lunar full moon in Taurus eclipse. And it's been feeling intense for me at least, um, but in a very unassuming way, in a, a more subtle way, and in a way that I wasn't really expecting. I feel like the collective energy that I've been picking up on and feeling in this time is this feeling of something being right around the corner, like something big that I need to do or work towards or take action on, but not really knowing what it is yet and feeling really anxious. Like I should be doing more. I should be making shit happen. I should be, you know, taking action. And then on the other side of that coin feeling and knowing like, okay, I don't know for a reason. And now is not the time to take action. It's okay to rest. It's okay to not be having forward progress all the time, but to really just let the universe and my guides and everything do the work right now because it's not my job right now to figure it all out. So this full moon really looked like for me, a lot of laying in bed. Um, (laughs) Still having, we're having construction done on our house right now. So lots of things and balls in the air, but all from bed and like binging some shows and reading books and letting myself just rest, but constantly reminding myself that it's okay and I'm not going to (laughs) die if I, if I rest too much, like I'm not going to drop all the balls and they'll just come crashing down and I didn't do enough to stop it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting because eclipses are a powerful time for transformation and change. Like eclipses really are this catalyst for our transformation. So we feel that energy when the eclipse is happening. Like we feel the transformation. We feel the death and the rebirth. We feel that energy of like, where's my life going and how is my path unfolding? Like all of those things are kind of brought into the collective energy. But at the same time, during an eclipse is not the time to make big decisions or to make big choices or to make big changes. So it's an energy of transformation, but it's also an energy of introspection going inside, resting, observing. So it's this push and pull between, okay, what's next? Something new is being born in my life, but I don't need to do anything about it. I need to observe the shadows that are coming up, observe the emotions that are coming up. I need to get still and really be present and give myself permission to rest. And like you said, Jaina, like allow the universe to conspire for you. Like these eclipses really are a powerful catalyst that is conspiring for your highest growth, for your transformation. And your job to navigate it is to just really kind of allow it all to happen and for you to sit in awareness and in stillness and in that introspection. So... I'm sure that we've all been kind of feeling some version of that. We've asked people like our human design besties, we just met with them and everyone said the same thing, which is, it's honestly so beautiful to hear the way that we are experiencing these cosmic energies and transits and eclipses, because I can't imagine what it was like in like 1952, where there was like an (laughs) eclipse happening and nobody knew, but everyone is still feeling it in an 
unconscious way and like going into work and just having their conversations and, you know, getting mad or reactive or like all of these things because there's a lack of awareness about the collective energy that's being experienced. So the fact that our collective is now having more awareness than ever of these cosmic energies and transits that we're all experiencing together, I just think is so beautiful. Like it's such a beautiful part of how we're evolving as a collective humanity. And it's beautiful to know that we're all in this together. Like genuinely, that feels so nurturing to me that we're all feeling this, every single person, whether they have awareness or not. And I think that there's just like a beautiful coming together in that because we, I often think that we feel like things that we're experiencing only happen inside of us and it's only experienced in this individual realm. So knowing that these greater cosmic transitions and, and transformations are being felt in a very collective way, I just think is really special. Yeah. And with this week being in gate one, it's interesting. I really thought it was going to be this energy feeling like there's all these new things. And it is that. I am feeling there's all these new things, all this potential. But then I'm also being met with like, oh, the universe is working on all these new things. And I need to just chill the fuck out and let myself use my strategy and authority without the pressure of like, okay, I need to create all these new things and build all these new things right now today i'm really just been get i've been getting the message of like okay when it's time to take action you will know and it will be the perfect time you'll have all the motivation and all the drive and all the resources that you need for it to happen and everything will just come into alignment for it to work out and yeah i'm feeling really grateful at, at the same time, like breathing through it, like a, a stretch that's not very comfortable. So yeah, that's how I'm feeling. And in this episode, we wanted to talk about five signs that you are becoming your own authority and what it really means to be your own authority. So we talk about this in in this podcast a lot, but in human design, you know, human design is really here to teach you what it looks like to be your own authority and how to take your own power back. It's not just about, you know, how astrology is telling you this is your personality and these are things that you like or dislike that can be really interesting and introspective. It's also really here to empower you to become your own boss and to be the your own authority in your life and really shine a light on places where you're giving your power away and kind of letting yourself either get swept up in the collective conditioning or in the conditioning of your family or your partner or your boss or your coworkers. And you're letting them have power over what is right for you and your body and your path and your purpose and your truth. So um, what does it mean to be your own authority, Dana? Yeah. So I think, you know, becoming your own authority really is about making decisions using your inner authority, of course, but it's also about, um, seeing yourself as the leader of your life, seeing yourself as the guide of your life and really creating this internal like self-reliance, really understanding yourself, having love for yourself and creating that within. Like the more that we can really take back our own agency and see ourselves as this like divine being that we are the person who's walking the walk, but we're also the person who's guiding that person who's walking. Like the more that we can create this internal confidence that we will always be there for ourselves, that we can always give ourselves permission. We can always give ourselves the love that we need or the compassion that we need. The more that we do that, the more we move through the world as a whole and and fully realized person. So it's not about like hyper independence or like um, closing yourself off to receiving support from other people or connecting with other people. It's not that at all. It's that knowing that the more you are really aligned and empowered as the authority of your own life, 
that's where you end up being in relationships and connections where you get to enjoy that connection without codependency, where you get to listen to people's advice and listen to that outer authority of what people are teaching you or how people are trying to inspire you without it pulling you away from your own purpose or your own truth. So when you are really living as your own authority in your life, it's a really powerful shift that starts to happen. And it is the journey of deconditioning, right? The more you're living as your own authority, the more you're letting go of these other stories that you felt like you had to be or this pressure that you felt like you had to be. And you are kind of shedding those layers of conditioning as you step into really operating as your true self and see yourself, seeing yourself as the guide in that. And you know, when you start to really live as your own authority and do things your own way and really rely on that internal compass that exists within you, I think that there can be some um, shifts that need to happen in your relationships. Like if there's anyone in your life that's really triggered by you stepping in up and becoming your own authority and listening to your truth and navigating life within that realm of truth, if there's people in your life that are are giving you resistance, um, that might be because that person is not aligned for you in this next chapter. And that can be a scary thing. I think a lot of us don't listen to our truth because we don't want to rock the boat with relationships that have always felt comfortable or jobs that have always felt comfortable. Like once we start operating as our own authority, the truth of where where we need to change to really be in our aligned path is going to be revealed. And I think that that fear of change can be something that really keeps us stuck, that keeps us allowing other people to dictate what we are here to do in our own life. But in the end, if we can really become our own authority and create that sense of self for ourselves and that happiness for ourselves, that's when we align to the connections and relationships and jobs that are really going to be right for us and that are going to be symbiotic. So I just wanted to say that if you're listening to this and you're like, okay, I really am starting to become my own authority. And we'll talk about this, the signs, the five signs that can really tell you that you are navigating into that space. Just being aware that there's no need to fear the change that's going to happen in the people around you. Like I think when I first really started becoming my own authority and doing things for myself instead of what other people expected of me or wanted of me, I definitely felt a bit of fear and pushback from the closest people in my life. From my parents, from some of my best friends... They were just like, whoa, I don't, I've never seen this side of you before. That's not giving in to what I want you to do or what I think you should do. And that can present some fear for other people. But the inner strength and inner confidence that you create within yourself will be the thing in the end that helps people come around and helps it all kind of sort out. Yeah. And I think that, you know, having human design is so helpful to really look at what your strategy and authority is to navigate into being your own authority and to decondition. But of course, you can be on this process long before you discover human design and start implementing these strategies. And when I think about my life and the times that I've really stepped into, the different like pivotal times where I've really stepped into my own truth, what it really looks like is overcoming fear leaning into self-trust and then creating this confidence where you you know like, okay, that was right for me. And um, I'm confident in my decision. And of course, human design gives you this languaging to really know how to do that on a consistent basis. But when I think about, you know, taking back that theme, that theme of taking back your your authority right? Um, The first place, and I'm sure many people can resonate with this, is, you know, going from like being a child living in a home with parents and then going out into the world and going into college or work or whatever that is and really navigating things through the lens of, okay, I have to have my own back here. Um, and for me, you know, my experience was I had to have my own back from a really young age. And it wasn't until I really had some awareness of the toxic relationships within my family and um, really deciding for myself what my boundaries were and that I didn't need my family to survive or to be a good human 
or to be a good uh, daughter or sister or uh, friend. And that I could still be all of those things without sacrificing my own mental health, my own emotional health, my own spiritual health, my own sense of being, right? So it's interesting because when we think of like stepping into your power and stepping into your authority, a lot of times we think it's like all about confidence. And I think that that's the end result. But along the way, at least in my experience, it's all of these little stepping stones where you say, okay, you know what? I'm going to have my own back. I'm going to trust that when I take this leap to make this change, that whatever happens, I'm going to be able to figure it out. I'm going to be there and I'm going to be able to decide what's the next best thing. And I'm not going to rely on my mother or my father or my friend or my husband or my boyfriend or whoever, my teachers, to tell me oh shit, I landed here. Please tell me what to do. And that first realization for me was at a really traumatic time in my relationship with my mother trying to navigate and communicate and and really deciding like, okay, you know what, Shayna? Enough is enough. Like you're done creating this old pattern and you're stepping out on a limb on your own and you're gonna figure it out. When you get when you get to wherever it is you're going to land, you're going to figure it out. You know, I would say probably that was a really pivotal time. Another was leaving a relationship that I was living with my boyfriend. We like renovated a home together. I was working with some of his family. So when I left that relationship, I had to quit my job, find a place to live, had no like money, no anything, nothing figured out. And that was one of the scariest moments of my life, but also required so much bravery to know like, okay, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going to trust that I'm going to have my own back when I get there. And that is taking your authority back around your relationships and around the types of people that you're dating and what it is that you want for your life and your love life and your future and your children. It's so much easier to be like, you know what? This is, they're super happy in this relationship. They're super kind. Anyone would love this relationship or this life that I built. So I should stay. And that is giving your authority away to collective conditioning. So Mm -hmm. I just wanted to give these examples because I think that it's helpful to know that it doesn't have to be so necessarily like easy or uh, small, although it can absolutely be with the small things that you take your authority back day by day. It also can be like, if you look back at your life, these pivotal moments where you decided like, okay, enough is enough. I'm making this decision for myself. And then sticking with that and proving to yourself, wow, okay, I do have my own back. And now I'm confident in this area of my life. Like I'm confident that I'm still a good person, even though I don't have a relationship with my mom. I am confident that I'm still a good person and know who I am in making decisions around who I'm in relationship with. And I have an incredible marriage. I have an incredible partner that I've manifested and attracted and it's been one of the easiest things I've done because of the amount of bravery and self-trust that I really dove into. So when you take your authority back, it feeds into every area of your life. It really does. And then I think the next thing was in my work and really breaking off my toxic relationship with my boss and leaving my old job and starting Day Luna. Like that was a big risk to take. So it's interesting, these pivotal moments, I think they're attached to risk and I think they're attached to self-trust. And even without human design, I was using my authority without even realizing it. And like, no one can do it for you. No one can be your authority. Like you have to do the work. No one can do it for you. You have to make the right decision for you. No one can do it for you. Um, You have to be the one who faces those fears and trust yourself. No one can face your fears and make you trust yourself for you. Like being your own authority is like, it's me, right? Like this is the person I've been waiting for. It's me. And I definitely think it's it's interesting to look at our lives and to see 
where in your life have been these big moments where you had to break out from letting other people do it for you or expecting other people to do it for you or the pressure of them wanting to do things for you. And you had to really claim your own authority, claim your own agency. Like those are definitely big moments in our life. And it's so funny. I was like laughing to myself while you were talking because, uh, you know, the Incubus song that's like, whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there <laughs> with open arms and open eyes. Yeah. Okay. That song is so cheesy. And I think we can all agree with that. But I've been <laughs> tripping lately about like, that song is deep. Like whatever tomorrow brings, I'll be there with open arms and open eyes. Like I have no idea what it's going to be, but like this openness and this bravery and like the self-confidence. And I literally sing that to myself anytime I'm facing like a big scary thing or like an unknown thing that's That's come up for me. And then like Jared, like (laughs) hears me under my breath. He's like, are you humming Incubus? I'm like, okay, this is my spirit song right now. So just back off. But like, (laughs) low-key I'm reclaiming that song and taking it back that is so funny and it's funny because whenever I heard that song I thought he was singing singing that to someone else like you know to a love lover like whatever like I've got you like I'll catch you and all the messaging in so many songs like when I fall I want you to catch me and like blah 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 I think that there's like this subtle undertone of like giving your authority away like they're gonna catch you but when you reframe it and you're singing it to yourself like whatever tomorrow brings self I'll fucking be there with open arms and open eyes like that's where it's like oh okay and I love to reframe a song which do it all I have to look at the lyrics again, but I'm pretty sure the whole song is about him saying in his own life, like he's going to be behind the driver's wheel and he's driving. Oh, really? Yeah. But we'll have to Google fact check that because, you know, that shit is... (laughs) By Google fact check, you mean like listen to the song and fact check it ourselves? (laughs) I think just read the lyrics and like see what I mean. But yeah, Shane is the best at spiritual reframing any song. Like, I don't know if we said this before on the podcast, but like she got into a really big phase where like every song she was doing a spiritual reframe. Like, what could this mean if it was in a spiritual setting? And even the Johnny... Uh, Cash song. I shot a man in Reno just to watch him die. She was like, I feel like he was shooting a part of himself that he was ready to let go of and be reborn. And it's a song about like death and rebirth and like (laughs) transmuting your own shadow. And I was like, holy shit, is that what it's about? So uh, I invite you to go ahead and listen to that song with that reframe in mind. Yeah, because Um, I'm like taking my authority back on all these songs. Like, thank you for writing them into the collective and I'm going to use this to support me. Um, But also like, does that mean I'm a narcissist? I don't know. Um, Because I make every (laughs) song about a way that it can help me in my rising. Also... I have to tell you, I met this really trippy guy at the music festival here in Joshua Tree. And we were like, what do you do for work? And he was like, oh, I'm a magician. And we were like, oh, cool, a magician. And then he was like, no, like a spiritual magician. And then he was telling us about how he channels like songs and like sings frequencies and how that is literally magic because every song is something that comes through us from spirit and has like wisdom codes and like unlocking qualities within the frequency of the song. And he's like, that is magic. And I am a magician. And we were like, whoa, wasn't expecting That's that. That's true. So that is I've fucking true. Oh, I just got full body chills. Okay. So um, what are the five signs that you are becoming your own authority? <laughs> <laughs> okay. So here are the five signs that really tell you that you're becoming your own authority. The first one is that you've been better at saying no, that saying no is getting easier, that it's feeling easier to create boundaries that are true for you. This is the first sign. And I can definitely share like from my own experience, when I first started saying no to invitations that would come in, I felt so bad. Like it was like everything in my entire body was like this nervous system trigger of like, this is unsafe for me to just tell someone no to something that they're inviting me to do. And I felt like I had to over-explain myself and I had to like work up my courage to even just text them back like this long message of why it was a no for me. And the more that I exercised, you know, like what are the phrases that are really true for me of saying no? And how can I really see it as a beautiful thing when I say no? 
because I know that it's not aligned for me or the other person that has invited me when my inner authority says no. The more that you start to do that, the easier and easier I think it becomes to say no. And then it starts to feel fun. Like it feels like, okay, this is not on my path. Amazing. Like it takes away all of the anxiety or the hard feelings or the fact that that's something that's bad and creates this kind of neutrality where you then even love when other people say no. If you invite a friend to do something and they say no with their authority, it feels really good because you know that they're respecting themselves and in the end, actually respecting you by being their own authority in that situation. Yeah. And I think that when you're saying no from a place of awareness is key because if you don't have awareness, you might be on a low on your wave. You might be judging and comparing yourself. And so you're just saying no to to either go with the flow fit in or to, because right now in this moment, it's like, no, right? Um, One good practice that I've really been leaning into that feels like thing that supports me in being my own authority and also just supports me in my own self-confidence and worth. And I think a lot of people with who are highly empathetic or have had people-pleasing tendencies, this can be something that's really helpful. I have always struggled with whenever I'm like shopping at like a, I don't even know, like a flea market or like little kiosks or you go into a store and you're talking to the person that's working there. I've always felt like I cannot be rude. I have to be super kind and, and nice. Like I can't just say like, no, thank you. I have to really... I would always just like be like, yeah, no, we'll come back. Like, okay, mm, interesting. Maybe I'll buy it. Maybe I'll get it. Huh? I don't know. Even though inside my whole body was like, I don't want this thing, but I feel bad saying that I don't want it. And now ever since making this shift, I have just been saying like, no, thank you. And like, that sounds so simple and easy. And like, of course, why not? But it's been one of the hardest things for me to do. Even with like our home renovation right now, I asked them if they could finish by Thanksgiving, if that was possible. And the way that I asked them, and maybe this is also just part of being a woman and being around men in the workforce or whatever, because this definitely is how I was in my old jobs. I was like, okay, so I hate to even ask, like totally feel free free to say no. And like, but do you think maybe like things could be done by Thanksgiving? But like, no worries if not. And like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm even asking this, right? Like it's so ridiculous. And they're like, yeah, we'll see. And I'm sure that if they wanted to say no, they would have been like, nope, like no problem at all. But my ass could never do that. If somebody asked me that, I'd be like, okay, I'm going to work every freaking week and I'm never going to say no. That would have been the old me. So anyways, that whole fucking tangent was basically just to say, if you're really in your people-pleasing zone, go to like a farmer's market or a flea market or go shopping or whatever with zero intention to buy anything and just say no when you feel like you want to say no versus trying to be like super placating to like, well, maybe, I don't know, da, 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 because that's actually in the best interest of them too for you to just be like, no, thanks. And you can still be kind, but yeah. you can say no. Yeah. Challenge yourself to say no, thank you and not explain any further or give any apologies for that and see how that feels. And if you've already been doing that and you feel like it's getting easier and easier to say no, um, really give yourself some credit. This is a major sign that you are really kind of like living in this space of being your own authority and walking that walk. Okay. Number two, the second sign that you're really stepping into your own authority in this life is that you're rarely comparing your path or your timing to that of others. That comparison, right, is the biggest thief of joy, but you feel that being less and less in your life. And more and more, you're just focused and excited about your path and your timing and really focusing on that. Obviously, this theme of comparison is huge in this age of social media because more than ever, we're seeing other people's journeys and paths in real time. But the highlight reel and the contrived real version that they're wanting you to see. So this theme of not comparing your path to other people and trusting in your timing is huge. And the more that you're really focused on feeling confident about your own path and navigating your own path with 
excitement and like a full heart and full presence, it just naturally moves away from comparing yourself to other people. So it's not that you need to like focus on not comparing yourself. It's more focusing on being your own authority that naturally leads you to comparing your own path less. Yeah, exactly. And we compare and judge ourselves so much that we don't even think about it because it's normal. I put in quotes. It's so normal to say, oh, our neighbors are doing this. We should. My parents always did this. Maybe we should. My siblings are doing that. My best friends, people that I really look up to, people in the spiritual community that are you know, healing in this way or navigating life in that way or working in this part of their own healing. They're so, it's so tempting to compare and say like, oh, I should be doing that. And our awareness of other people can is amazing. And harboring that awareness of how they are different than us is amazing. But when we use it against ourselves to say like, I should be, um, something's wrong with me, they're right, I'm wrong, or vice versa, that's where you're giving your authority away. So the more that you can just tap into, okay, that's right for them right now. Interesting. I can connect with them. I can learn from them. I can be inspired by them. But tapping back into what is right for me in this moment, no one else is going to know that for you. Only you will. And having these resources, of course, with using your authority and your strategy, um, can really just clarify what that is for you and take all the confusion of like, is this for me or is it not? Or is this right? Or is it wrong? It really just cuts all the fat out of the way. But comparison and judgment, I think is a big theme in our collective consciousness, uh, right now in this time that we've all incarnated. And it's a big theme that we are deconstructing as we move into this new paradigm. We are starting to, and we're seeing it so much with Gen Z of really starting to flush out our mental health and have these terms that our parents never had of, you know, narcissistic abuse, what that even means, what it means to have different mental health issues, what it means to even be mentally healthy and to work on your shadows and your trauma and to honor your boundaries. Boundaries, right? Like that's a whole theme that I think is like really coming to the forefront. And so is comparing yourself and judging yourself and comparing others and judging them and saying they're wrong because they're not doing things how you might've done them. So when you really are in your own authority in a healthy way, you are not trying to be the authority over others either. You might be saying, this is what's worked for me and I'm loving it here if you or if you're interested in learning more here it is but saying you're wrong if you do it this way that's asserting your authority over in a way that is the lowest expression and really mm-hmm. coming from your mind and not coming from your individual truth yeah that's so that's so crucial and even just the timing piece like not comparing your timing look for the places in your life like maybe in your career life you are really stepping into being your own authority and you're not comparing your path but maybe in your romance life or within starting a family or becoming a parent if that's something that's on your path there can be like places where we're still comparing our timeline to that of others without even realizing it so that's so true these themes are huge and the fact that there is no one way no one one recipe, you know, one thing that's right for everyone. This is a crucial part of what we're all building. But in order for us to create and establish that new reality, we have to all first be our own authority in walking our path in our own timing, in our own way. Right. So I love that. And okay. So the third uh, sign that you're really stepping into becoming your own authority is that you use your own discernment when it comes to the media and information that you consume. And I think hand in hand with this is understanding your mind, whether your Ajna and head center are defined or undefined, really understanding that about yourself, like understanding the way that you're designed to see the world and the empathy that you have there or the lack of empathy that you have there, um, really using that and being discerning when it comes to what you're taking in. So this is crucial. Also part of the new paradigm is we're moving into this age where everything can be published online and there's no like established, like this is the one truth, the way that it used to be, right? Like back in, let's say like the 1950s, we 
had the newspaper and it had the one story and the one report and everyone was reading that one thing. And in some ways, it really was like there was one way of looking at it or one story or one perspective. And we are past that. We are in the in the age where anyone can amplify their voice. Anyone can create a podcast. Anyone can share media. There's like millions of newspapers that exist online that all have different stories from different perspectives. And that's the way that we're kind of moving. Like that's natural for the way that our humanity is evolving. And that's what makes it so important that you are your own authority when it comes to your discernment, right? What resonates for you? What's true for you? And, you know, if you have a defined mind like I do, um, you're really designed to have your own perspective when it comes to your worldview. And you're not really designed to be empathetic and see the way that other people are seeing it, but you are designed to hone your perspective, to build it and to allow it to evolve. So no matter what, it is important for us to be learning from one another. Being our own authority does not mean that we close ourselves off to the rest of the world or the rest of the people around us at all. We're meant to be interactive. We're meant to be learning from one another and helping each other grow, but we're also meant to be our own authority on what we're taking in and if it's true for us and really like think thinking for ourselves and understanding the way that we think so that we can really analyze that. Like Shana, with you having an undefined mind, I'm curious to hear about what that discernment of like the information you take in or the media you take in looks like for you. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm definitely very conscious about if I'm taking something in and I feel like it's bringing up a lot of not self, like bitterness for me, um, or if it's uh, distracting me or kind of bringing me into a somebody else's world and then comparing myself to their timing, what they're creating, what they're working on, what they're doing, or if it's inspiring me and it's igniting me and it's it's really stoking my creativity and and it feels really healthy. Um, and that it changes. Sometimes I'll follow accounts, sometimes I'll unfollow them, sometimes I'll refollow them again. Um later on. And it's really just knowing like, okay, whatever I decide today doesn't have to be my truth forever. It's that in this moment, I'm the authority over my own life and it feels supportive for me to do what I need to do and listen and read or follow whatever feels good. And if something that I'm observing feels like oh, I'm comparing myself or I'm judging them or whatever, I'm just going to unfollow. And, um, it has nothing to do with them. It has nothing to do with me. It's just not supporting my rising right now. Um, and that's also a good place to look at, okay, why was I feeling that not self? And what shadows do I have there? And how can I recognize myself more? Um, we have a whole episode on how to work with the not self theme. So I would definitely check that out if that's resonating with you of a way that you can lean into being your authority even more by understanding your not self and taking accountability for the things that you're feeling. And then the next sign is that you're becoming your own authority is that you don't ask for advice from other people. Instead, you make your own decision. So it's completely okay to feel open to sharing your process and you can still get advice from other people. But at the end of the day, you still use your own authority. And this is tricky because some of the authorities are soundboarding and some of the authorities are bouncing things off of other people. And sometimes you're making decisions that involve other people and it can bring you closer to your friends and to your family and to your partner to hash out a decision that you have. And I think that's really beautiful. I think that's part of this human experience. But at the end of the day, saying like, okay, whatever your authority is, coming back home to that and saying, okay, what is right for me? in this moment, being enlightenedly selfish, if you will, um, to really look at like, okay, what is my, my truth here? And yes, I've taken into account all these things, but let me set that down and come back to like, what is my body telling me is right in this moment? And then of course, communicating that with, with the people that you love in your life. And it might be a conversation, but I think that there can be a tendency to say like, okay, I'm just going to not 
talk to anyone. I'm not going to consult anyone. I'm not going to take anyone's advice. I'm going to put blinders on and just make this decision myself. And like, that's okay. But you're also cutting yourself off from that connection, that community, that closeness, that intimacy, that vulnerability um, that comes from sharing yourself with others. And it doesn't mean that you're giving your authority away when you share yourself with others. It just means that you're allowing people to see you. And that's actually going to help you to see yourself even further because you're being vulnerable in a place where it might be scary to be vulnerable. So it is a big sign to say like, okay, people's advice isn't necessarily swaying me from my truth. I can hear their advice with a level of objectivity to know that I don't have to do what people are telling me to do because at the end of the day, I have my own back and I can figure, I can handle whatever decision I make. Mm -hmm. So this one is really like you become your own authority in life by using your authority to make decisions, which is like really on the nose, but it's so important because I find that even though I've been on my human design journey for so long now, and I really know how to use my authority, sometimes I feel like it's like oh, too much work to use my authority or like yeah. it's too inconvenient to have to wait and like wait till I'm neutral and like, am I neutral? Like I'm actually not yet. And like, shit, I have to wait longer. And like, I can feel like this whiny, disempowered, like somebody just made the decision for me. Like, just tell me what to do. And honestly, I still feel that every once in a while, depending on where I'm at. And I have to remind myself, like, you know how to make this decision on your own. You know how to access your own authority. Now do it. And I have to be that one that has my own back and that gives myself compassion and grace and holds that inner child version of myself, but also says like, you know how to make this decision, just go do the practice. And I think that that's important to say because using our authority is a practice. It almost reminds me of like, did you actually show up on the yoga mat and do the yoga? Or did you just think about doing the yoga and you didn't actually do it? I feel like using your authority can be the same depending on how long the process is or you know how intricate your authority decision-making process is. Um, but it's important to know that in those moments, um, you always have the choice to use your own authority, even if it feels overwhelming. And of course, yes, sharing that, it, sharing the openness, sharing your process is good. Getting advice from people can be amazing. But in the end, are you making the choice to use your own authority? That is so crucial for you. Yes, absolutely. I feel that all the time where I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to have to talk all this out to come to a conclusion. <laughs> it's way too much work. Um, <laughs> but knowing like, oh, that's the answer to all my inner turmoil. Um, and then the last sign is you feel a sense of inner confidence and curiosity about moving into the unknown. And I feel like that's the the gift of becoming your own authority is just feeling confident and like, no, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm going to figure it out. And I'm curious about the unknown. I'm curious what's going to happen. Um, and then that's just going to be more Intel that I can feed into my body and feel my truth from. Um, so it's so interesting. I feel like this whole conversation is just bringing awareness to how you can be your own boss more and, Re be accountable for your own energy and take your power back. But you were talking about earlier today how aware, like using your awareness in a way that's helpful versus a way that is just beating yourself up or um, holding you back or using your awareness to judge and compare and to strip your own authority away. Um, I think that's an important conversation to be had as well. Yeah, I was saying I um, was doing my Kundalini yoga practice this morning with my teacher, Jai Dave, who we've had on the podcast. And he was talking about the eclipse energy and how it's bringing up all of these shadows. And it's so good to have this awareness of what's coming up for us. What do we maybe need to change? What are we doing that's going against our truth? Like that awareness. Um, is so beautiful and important, but it can be excruciatingly painful if it's not paired with self-compassion. And, you know, this is something that we talk about a lot in human design is like 
take it easy on yourself. Like remove ourselves from this hustle culture, no matter what your type is. Even if you're a manifesting generator or a generator, you're still not meant to hustle all the time. Like be easy. We all have, almost all of us have undefined centers, places of empathy. Like just be compassionate and kind and give yourself freaking credit for being on this journey, for having this level of awareness. The awareness is not here to just um, show us how bad we are or how wrong we are, or how far we have to go, right? The awareness is a beautiful gift, but it has to be paired with being gentle on yourself, being compassionate, being kind. And that's something that you give yourself when you are your own authority. And of course, we can receive support and encouragement and compassion from other people. Of course, right? Beautiful. But we can't rely on that. We can't rely on that being the first thing that we get we get or we need. If we can rely on ourselves as our own inner authority to be the person who gives us that grace, that permission, that compassion, if we can do that first, that's going to unlock such a more a beautiful realm of then being able to receive that from other people like in this more aligned flow instead of like this needy like not self kind of space. And with this last, you know, point of having this curiosity and excitement and confidence moving into the unknown. This is kind of something that we're really all feeling right now in this eclipse. Like we were talking about in the beginning of this episode, it's like, okay, this big transformation is happening in our lives. And this eclipse is like the catalyst for that. And we can all feel this new thing being reborn in our lives, but we don't necessarily know what it is yet. And it's not our job to contrive it or to force it or to figure out what it's going to be with our mind. It's our job to move into this energy with, with confidence and with like this playful energy of like, this is exciting that I don't get to know. And I think that curiosity is such a beautiful uh, tool to help us transmute anxiety and fear. Like the tendency is like, I don't know what's going to happen next. So I feel anxious and I feel fearful, right? And I feel insecure about that. But instead, if we can transmute that anxiety into curiosity, like, oh, it's exciting that I don't know what's next. It's exciting that I get to watch this all unfold. That really puts us back into this place as our own inner authority, right? Being your inner authority doesn't mean that you have all the answers all the time. It means that you're navigating the path and you'll have the answers when they're meant to come to you and you'll have the answers you need in the right timing. And you can trust those points where you don't know. And you can trust that there will be a point where you do know. You do know what move to make. You do know what's aligned for you. You do know what's right for you. And you don't need to have that all the time. You'll get it in the moments where it's necessary, where it's meant to be. So... I think this is a beautiful conversation to have right after this eclipse of, you know, navigating this next chapter as your own authority. And as we've gone through these points, if you feel like you've already been doing these things, please stop and celebrate yourself. These are huge things, right? These are no small feat. Um, the fact that you're already doing these things means, means that you've been showing up, that you've been doing the work, that you've been honoring your design, that you've been honoring your own inner, inner authority, you've been trusting yourself. So if you have been doing some of these things, please celebrate yourself. Please give yourself credit. I even encourage you to take out a journal and to compliment yourself and to write about how you've been feeling this and how far you've come. Um, beautiful. And on the other side of that, if you've heard any of these and been like, oh, I haven't been doing that, right? Like I have been comparing my timeline to other people a lot lately. Um, give yourself that compassion and grace because that's also how you are your own authority is holding that and um knowing that it's not bad, that it's okay. And the fact that you have the awareness of this and that you're listening to this podcast right now, that you're going on this journey tells you that you have the authority to make that change next time it comes up. So either way, we hope that this conversation can be supportive and encouraging for you being your own authority in your life. Yeah. And if you're not sure about how to use your own authority, there's a ton of different resources that we have, but our biggest one is our book, um, which is available for pre-order right now. And that in the book, we break down how to really use your authority step-by-step, 
what the daily practice is, what are different tools you can do, different things. We really break down what not self can look like for you as well. Um, and all of your different centers. Like we get into everything in this book. It's called Your Human Design. You can find it on our website, daylunalife.com. And there's a ton of perks that you get when you pre-order, but it's going to be on shelves in January. And we also have some exciting new things coming up around the corner. We are thinking about hosting a retreat and we are in the mix of creating it, but um, so many of you have been asking for another retreat and we have been feeling the call to really meet in person and connect in person and to go deep and get spiritual, but in a really real and personalized way to get vulnerable, but to also look at our shadows, look at our not self. So the retreat that we're planning is highly personalized. It's highly personal. And um, it comes with like a deep dive look at your chart along with places that you might have conditioning and not self and uh, where you can decondition to step into a higher version of yourself as you lead. So this is for leaders of the new paradigm. This is for people who have a vision and are wanting to really let go of their blocks to step into like that next level. And it's really exciting. So I just wanted to plant that seed. I didn't think we, I don't think we were planning on talking about that here, but here it is. Um, (laughs) more information to come, but we're thinking somewhere beautiful like Bali. Um, dates are coming soon. More information's coming soon, but if that sounds exciting for you, I would just love to hear, just over email, Instagram, whatever, whatever's feeling the most supportive to you right now. We've just been feeling the call to really connect in person, mainly because it's been so amazing to connect over our human design besties on Zoom, online. It's been powerful and magical. And we just know that when we gather together, it's like a freaking vortex. Um, Costa Rica was a vortex. So we are just excited. It's coming up. It's bubbling through um, in this after this eclipse. And um, yeah, so you can find more information on that TBD in a few days, but you know, our website, daylunalife.com, our Instagram at dayluna. And we would just love to hear from you. Keep your eyes open for lots of different um, fun ways to engage with that new offering that we're building right now. Yes, we're so excited and so looking forward. And if you are feeling like you want to come to that, please make sure that you reach out to us so we can make sure that you're on our email list so we can send you all of the info about that. But thank you so much for being here with us today and for tuning in to this conversation, for tuning in to the ways that you can celebrate yourself and the ways that you can see where you really are becoming your own authority in life because that is what we are about. That is what this new paradigm is about. Um, becoming your own authority, really trusting yourself, allowing yourself to be the unique frequency you're here to be in this world, allowing yourself to play that sacred role so that we can come into this collective unity and harmony and oneness. So thank you for showing up today and for being a person who is willing to go on this journey so that you can be that energy for the world around you. We love you. We appreciate you so much. And we hope we have a beautiful day.